This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about how to pet-proof your house for your dog and cat when your family comes for the holidays. We're going to be interviewing Dr. Tina Wismer, who's the medical director and senior director of the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. We'll be right back after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We're really excited to talk about holidays. It's everyone's favorite or most stressful time of the year. So really excited to have Dr. Tina Wismer, who's the Senior Director of the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center based out of Urbana, Illinois. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. So first of all, tell us what exactly is an animal poison control center? I know you guys are the only nonprofit one, but how is this different from someone who's going to call a human poison control center? What do dog and cat owners need to know? So we only do animals. And what we're going to ask you, actually a lot of questions. What type of pet do you have? Is it a dog? Is it a cat? You know, is it a guinea pig, pot-bellied pig? What could they have gotten into? How much? When it happened? How much does your animal weigh? Does it have any health problems? And with that information, we'll be able to determine, is this something that's not going to be an issue and we can just watch our pet at home? Or are you going to need to see a veterinarian? I always tell people they should always have their cell phone pre-programmed with their veterinarian, their emergency veterinarian, and the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. Because when you're really stressed and you see your dog or cat eat something poisonous, you don't always have time to look it up. And you might not always find the right information on the internet. Or your veterinarian might not be readily available at the phone. So what do pet owners and veterinary professionals need to know? I think one of the big things is a lot of pet owners are oftentimes shocked that there's a fee-based associated with it. Why is there a fee and how does it help run the ASVCA Animal Poison Control Center? And how is this different from human poison control centers? Yes, unfortunately, we don't receive any state or federal funding like the human poison control centers do. So we do need to charge a fee so that we can stay open 24 hours a day. Our veterinary staff 
is specially trained and we actually have, I believe right now, 11 board certified veterinary toxicologists on staff. So we can manage cases from both pet owners and from veterinarians. And I always tell people when it comes to calling, it is so important that you call ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center because a lot of times they can help you over the phone and help you even decide if you need to go to the veterinarian or the ER vet. There are times where it may not be poisonous or the ASPCA can help you with instructions on how to induce vomiting at home, which isn't always safe without talking to a veterinary professional. So Dr. Wismark, do you mind just giving us maybe three to five mistakes before we jump into holiday poisons on what you might see pet owners doing or what are some three easy ways that they can pet proof to avoid some mistakes with their pets getting poisoned? Oh, yes, especially during holiday times, we have a lot of visitors coming over. So you or I may know not to leave our purse or our backpack on the floor, but your guests do not. So always make sure when your friends or relatives come over, you take their purse, you take their backpack, you take their coat, and you put it somewhere where your pets can't get into it. That's probably the most important thing. We always think about grandma's purse being one of the worst places a dog can get into. Another thing to think about is, you know, a lot of pets don't like a lot of, you know, excitement going on. So sometimes putting them in their own room with some kind of treats or something to entertain themselves with, they're going to feel much less stressed in these situations. And the third thing is, especially if you have guests that don't have pets, make sure they're not feeding them off the kitchen table. Because there's things that you and I can eat without a problem that are definitely an issue for our pets. Again, as an emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist, I can't agree with those more. I'm going to add, if you have a Labrador or a Labrador puppy, make sure to crate train them. That is so important just for behavioral reasons and for pet proofing. And we know Labradors are oftentimes chow hounds. And I'm also going to say, you know, the holidays are stressful enough. And again, your family members might not have dogs or cats at home. So one of the biggest common ones I see in the ER is when people are visiting you and they have their suitcase open on the floor and they throw all their vitamins and all their medications in to a plastic Ziploc bag. And that smells weird. So of course, then your dog or your cat's going to get into it. So great pet proofing tips. Thank you so much. Now, when it comes to the holidays, what are some of the more common holiday associated poisons that you guys get called about at the ASPCA? So certainly the biggest amount are going to be foods. So things that our pets get into. And of course, number one is chocolate. Christmas is one of the chocolate holidays, right? And so is Hanukkah. You know, we give these gifts and many times we wrap them up and put them in places where pets can get to them. So owners may not know that there's a potential toxin, you know, hidden under the tree. So definitely we want to keep chocolate away from our pets. So chocolate is the number one. But there's also other foods we need to be careful about. Things like onions and garlic. Now, this is truly one of those dose determines the poison type things. One little piece of onion in the stuffing is not going to be a problem. But, you know, if they get into like your container of French onion soup, garlic and onions contain compounds that can actually cause the red blood cells to break down 
and cause anemia. So certainly no onions or garlic for our pets. We also have to worry about things like grapes and raisins, right? We make a lot of desserts um, or fruit salads that can contain these. And for dogs, some of these dogs can actually develop kidney problems if they eat grapes or raisins. So something else we need to keep away from our pets. I know a lot of people hopefully aren't making fruitcake. I personally think it tastes terrible, but I have actually had a beagle come in comatose from eating alcohol or rum-soaked fruitcake. And so we don't think of it, but that could have raisins in it also. So you always have to rule out other things. Most people aren't going to directly feed a grape, but they may forget that that trail mix or you know one of the snacks on the table may have some raisins in there. So definitely be careful. What are some other dangers we worry about? So not just the fruitcake, but also if you have eggnog or other alcoholic drinks, dogs and cats may be interested in those too and can certainly become affected here. We also have to think about things like macadamia nuts. It's really kind of an interesting thing. It's just dogs. We don't see any problems with cats. And what happens is dogs can actually develop hind limb weakness and paralysis. Now, the good news is it goes away, but it takes about 24 hours, but it's very scary for owners to see. And I do think people forget that they'll put these chocolate-covered macadamia nuts or chocolate-covered espresso beans as a gift under the Christmas tree. And of course, dogs having really sensitive schnozzes can smell that and they're going to get into those gifts when they're put under the holiday tree. So when in doubt, you want to keep any kind of food-related item, even if it's wrapped, out of reach of your dog and cat. Yes. And if you have anybody in your family that's diabetic or that's doing the keto diet or the Adkins diet, another thing we have to worry about with dogs is xylitol. Sounds like a Z, but it begins with an X. And this is a common sugar substitute. And with dogs, it actually causes their pancreas to secrete insulin. So their blood sugar can drop and we can actually see liver failure. So xylitol is extremely dangerous to dogs. It's not a problem for cats. What other food items? I know a lot of people will start to bake during the holidays. What do they have to worry about in dogs? And I guess rarely cats. So certainly... If you are making anything with yeast in it and you haven't cooked it yet, right? You have the yeast dough sitting on your counter and rising. If a dog eats this, those yeast will continue to rise in their stomach. And not only do those yeast expand and cause carbon dioxide to be excreted, they also secrete alcohol. So we can see drunk, bloated dogs. I know it's not very common to see alcohol poisoning, but what do we do, especially as veterinary professionals in that scenario? So with yeast dough, we need to kill the yeast, right? So cold is the answer. So ice chips or your veterinarian may actually end up pumping the stomach with cold water to kill the yeast because that's what we need to do. Otherwise, our animals are going to end up being hospitalized for alcohol poisoning. Any other food dangers? I know a lot of people, especially family members that visit, like to let the pet dog lick the plate or eat food directly off the plate. What do we have to worry about with certain types of meat? Are they poisonous or is there any danger? Right. So most meat 
and other items we're going to eat are not necessarily poisonous to dogs, but if you think about a dog's diet, it's actually pretty bland, right? There's not a lot of fat, there's not a lot of salt, there's not a lot of spice. So when dogs get into people food, we can certainly see them having vomiting, potentially diarrhea, and we worry about something called pancreatitis. So a day or two later, your dog's pancreas can become very inflamed and they're extremely painful and they have a lot of vomiting. And those animals usually need to be hospitalized. During Thanksgiving time and during the holidays at the ER vet, I see this all the time. And it could be mild from getting into a little bit of turkey fat or turkey bones, but I see mild forms of gastroenteritis, which is just a fancy way of saying that the intestinal tract has inflammation, but I can also see life-threatening pancreatitis. And again, this is inflammation of the pancreas. And I'm going to say the top three breeds that we see this in are Shetland Sheepdogs, Yorkshire Terriers, and Miniature Schnauzers. And in a previous episode of ER Vet, we've done an episode on this. So I definitely want you to go and check that out. But if you have those three breeds, absolutely no meat scraps, even if they're lean, just to be on the safe side. All right, what are some other dangers we need to worry about? Well, around the holidays, many of us like to decorate with plants. So some of the plants can be toxic, while others are just a little bit overrated in their toxicity here. So one of the most common plants that we see around this time of year is, of course, the Christmas tree. Now, Christmas trees themselves are not poisonous, but if dogs or cats ingest the needles, they can cause some irritation to the stomach and possibly an obstruction. So we don't want our animals chewing on the Christmas tree. So potentially you need to put them up high or go for that artificial tree. Probably the plant that is overrated in toxicity is the poinsettia. When I was young, we were told that poinsettias would kill dogs and cats. Fortunately, that's not true. It could cause some mild stomach upset, but it's not going to be a severe problem otherwise. Other decorative plants include things like holly or mistletoe. So holly, once again, is just stomach upset for our dogs and cats, while mistletoe, depending upon the type, could potentially cause um, some heart issues. So definitely keep that mistletoe away from your dogs and cats. What about the plant holly? Is that one dangerous? I know sometimes people will use that for decoration. Yeah, just some mild stomach upset. The holly itself is pretty prickly, so most dogs and cats aren't going to eat too much of it. Let's take a short break, and we'll continue with this really important topic about how to keep our pets safe during the holidays right after these messages from our sponsors. Do you have an accident-prone dog or cat? Well, if your dog or cat goes into the ER for an emergency, it's often unexpected and can be expensive. Well, here's something that can help. USO is a community-based cost-sharing health coverage plan for pets. Community is at the heart of USO, where members commit to help one another when their pets have unexpected health needs. USO isn't an insurance or a provider, but it's a platform that allows members to share expenses together safely and secretly. So what's part of USO's secret sauce? Complete transparency on where their users' money is going. USO members pay a flat subscription fee, $17 a month, plus a portion of shareable expenses. 
That flat subscription fee covers the use of the platform. And the monthly shareable expenses, which will never exceed $48 a month, will vary depending on how many expenses are submitted by the group that month. Save over 80% compared to traditional pet insurance by paying a flat subscription fee. For more information, go to uso.com. That's E-U-S-O-H dot com. Use promo code PETLIFE and get your first two months free at uso.com. E-U-S-O-H dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Dot com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Really honored to have Dr. Tina Wismer today. And she is talking about all the holiday dangers that we have to worry about when it comes to our dogs or cats getting into some accidental poisons around the house during the holidays. So we know certain foods like unbaked bread dough or alcohol, xylitol, grapes and raisins, chocolate. We want to keep those out of reach. Other rarer things, but definitely things that can be dangerous include onions and garlic. So when in doubt, the safest thing you can do is actually put up a baby gate so your dog doesn't get into the kitchen and make sure to tell your family members, please do not feed your pets without permission. Don't let them lick off the plates, especially if there are certain breeds that are at risk for pancreatitis. We're talking about certain plants that we have to worry about, like mistletoe. We've debunked the myth. No, poinsettias really aren't that poisonous. We've talked about holly and Christmas trees. Dr. Wismer, what about when dogs and cats drink the water underneath the Christmas tree, if it's a live tree, or are there other plants that they have to worry about during the holidays? Sure. So with Christmas tree preservatives, which is what we usually add to that water to keep our tree fresh and bright, these are really a sugar and fertilizer solution. So it can cause some mild stomach upset, The biggest concern is that if that water sits there too long, it can grow some bacteria in that sugar solution, and that can make our pet more sick than just drinking the fertilizer water. So definitely, we want to discourage pets from doing that. I know sometimes family members will bring fresh bouquets that they get from a florist or a grocery store into the house to decorate it. I always worry about lilies and cats. Do you mind just giving us a little bit of information about true lilies and their dangers during the holidays? Sure. So most of the time we're going to find true lilies or the lilium species in bouquets this time of year. And they come in all different colors, all the way from all the way white to yellow and you know beautiful oranges and pinks and reds. And unfortunately with cats, even just ingesting some of the pollen, chewing on a petal, chewing on one of the leaves can actually cause kidney failure and potentially death. So we don't want any of these bouquets in the household if you have a cat. I know that you're a master gardener, which is super helpful with identifying plants, but the majority of people out there, they may or may not be able to recognize the plants, but it's even the greens that come in that bouquet. Two or three leaves, again, can be a big issue when we know that cats like to chew on leaves. So I always say, I don't even like any fresh bouquets coming into the house. 
a lot of pet owners will say, oh, well, I'm putting it out of reach. We know cats can jump everywhere. So unless it's really, really high, I do worry because a lot of times the plants, when they dry or the flowers, the petals will dry off and fall onto the ground. So we do become really concerned. Other non-toxic dangers that we worry about that might be on the Christmas tree or anything else you want to warn us about? Sure. So things like tinsel, right? Cats love shiny things. And unfortunately with tinsel, if they do ingest it, it can actually cut through their intestinal tract. So it's a surgical emergency and cats can die from that. So certainly, you know, no tinsel on the trees if you have a cat. The other thing we think about are sometimes people use things like popcorn, right? They'll string popcorn or even cranberries on their tree. Dogs certainly will eat the popcorn. But what we worry about is the string that's there. That can do the same thing as the tinsel and actually cut through the intestinal tract. So nothing edible on the tree if you have pets. The popcorn thing. Of course, I have a young kid. So like the mere thought of even popping popcorn for a decoration, too much work. But great (laughs) point. What about Christmas ornaments? Or do you have any tips on how to pet proof the Christmas tree for a dog or cat? (laughs) So probably the easiest thing is just not to have one. But most of us really like holiday decorations. So using things that are unbreakable, you know, plastic ornaments, that type of thing are probably the safest for our pets. I remember when we were growing up, we always put the bell ornaments at the very bottom. So if the cat did jump in the tree, we could hear it ring and, you know, remove him and stop him from getting into trouble here. There is one type of ornament that we certainly want to avoid, especially with dogs. And those are ornaments made out of salt dough. So many times it's like salt flour, and sometimes even a little bit of applesauce or cinnamon to give them a nice odor. But there is enough salt in those ornaments that we can see salt poisoning in our pets. And then anything about Christmas decorations, I know sometimes people will use those snow globes, and I've seen on the internet some misinformation when it comes to snow globes. Just how dangerous are they if they fall and crack and a dog or cat potentially ingest some of that liquid or any other decorations you want to tell us about? Yes. So with things like snow globes, there is one case report that it did have a little bit of ethylene glycol in it. So that's antifreeze, and that certainly can be a problem for our pets. But in most cases, it's typically just water, so it's not really a poisoning situation. But the glass or the plastic, if it's ingested, can potentially cause a foreign body or an obstruction. Right. And what about things that cats get into? So some people will have essential oils or fragrance diffusers or liquid potpourris. They have dried potpourri on their living room table. What are the dangers for dogs versus cats? Sure. So especially with cats, we run into problems with liquid potpourri. So the stuff that you either put a candle under to warm up, because that is basically a mixture of essential oils, so the part that smells really good, and cationic detergents. And these detergents, if ingested, can cause chemical burns in the mouth, the esophagus, and the stomach. So really, we don't want to use those products around cats. Now, if you're using any of those reed diffusers, right, the liquid where you put the little sticks into it and the fragrance comes off the stick, that is actually the same as that liquid potpourri and can cause burns in our mouth. So none of those around cats, please. 
any last tips you have for minimizing the dangers to dogs and cats? And do you mind just providing the website and the phone number for the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center or some important resources that pet owners can go to? Sure. So we always want to, you know, as you said, pet proof our house. You know, an ounce of prevention truly is worth a pound of cure. So train your guests, keep your pets away from anything dangerous. But if not, our website is ASPCA.org and our phone number is 888-426-4435. Thank you again, Dr. Tina Wismer. We really appreciate all this great information on how to keep our dogs and cats and other species safe from our family members or from the dangers during the holidays. Again, the website is aspca.org backslash pet dash care backslash animal poison control. And again, I'm going to reiterate that you pre-program your cell phone with 888 888- 426-4435 to keep your pets safe. And remember that phone number is available 24-7 and your veterinarian typically wants you to call before you get into the clinic so they have that information and case number readily available to help save your dog and cat. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, We're out of time, and we want to thank our guests, Dr. Tina Wismer and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.